The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. I would never do that to you guys. It is a Wisdom Wednesday with Dr. David Chow. 17 years as the orthopedic surgeon for the San Diego Chargers. A wealth of information that is very very necessary this time of year. Plus, he's got this whole system with the six score, which is going to be invaluable for fantasy football as well as betting on football this year. And even if you don't do either one of those, just good to know how healthy your team is compared to the team they're playing against. We will have a new Spread the Word winner via social media this week. It's real easy. I I gave you the answer to the test. It's TikTok. Follow me at Ross Tucker NFL on TikTok. I'm going to pick somebody that followed me on TikTok at Ross Tucker NFL. And you're going to get any of these amazing press passes, including I just got the Hall of Fame induction ceremony, the gold jacket ceremony. So if you liked any of the Hall of Famers this year, I've got some awesome stuff. Can't wait to send you guys. Sponsor confirmation email winner. We got Simply Safe, ExpressVPN, Always DraftKings. Always express clothing. And then the YouTube shout out. Really trying to grow the YouTube. Love those of you that check out, even if you just check out the highlights of the other shows on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. That's awesome. Just the best of the best. You can also get the best of the best by following at Ross Tucker Pod on either Twitter or Instagram. We do have a shout out today for a new patron. Nathan O'Sullivan, patreon.com slash RT Media. There's going to be a lot of new patrons over the next couple of weeks when they realize you can get my power rankings, my press box food grades, and the bets that Steve Fezzik and I make on the Even Money podcast all on our private Tuckheads Slack channel. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash RT Media to become a Tuckhead. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, Dr. Chow. I asked Sunday night. I was talking on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. I said, I got to get Dr. Chow on. There's too much going on. I got to know what's going on with these guys, especially Matthew Stafford. 
David Bakhtiari. Plus, I think we might have talked about this on the Even Money podcast, but I haven't told the Ross Tucker Football Podcast listeners about the six score and making sure they know to, to figure out how healthy their team is compared to the opposition this season. So if you're not familiar, Dr. Chow has been on the show before 17 years as the orthopedic surgeon for the San Diego Chargers. Now, he obviously is still an orthopedic surgeon, but he also does a lot of stuff in the media for SiriusXM and OutKick and others. He's their official injury expert. Most importantly, Sports Injury Central. You go to SICscore.com and you can see exactly where every player stands as well as every team stands with their six score. I guess why don't we just start with that, Dacha? Before I ask you about Stafford, okay, can you explain the six score to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast listeners so that when they go over to check out the site and see how healthy all their guys are, or at least your interpretation of how healthy they are? Thank you. And Sports Injury Central, SICscore.com is the website or Twitter, SIC score, at SIC score. And what we're trying to do is for Sports Injury Central, we're trying to be Kleenex for injuries, whether in-game or interpreting coach speak on Monday, whether someone's going to play or not going to play. We try and use source information, and we have a panel of pro sports team positions over a century of pro sports team, head team experience, in the NFL, Major League Baseball, and basketball. And we try and interpret what the injuries are as best we can. And what the sixth score is, is look, you can do analysis. You can say with this scheme, the slot receiver is going to do well. But do you really know what the pass defense is in terms of health or the health of that slot receiver? Now, a lot of times people are healthy and that's all well and good. But what percent of their, uh, you know, total output would they be? For example, last year before the start of the season, we said Saquon Barkley was in the high 40s, and uh, he certainly was less than 50% of his anticipated output last year, not just coming off the ACL. Okay, he got some ankle injuries. And so all we do is grade and project health as a percentage of what their output is for the season, And week to week, we'll grade fantasy players. You know, week one last year, Mike Evans, questionable. Very low six score because all he got was two red zone targets that game. He was more of a decoy. The idea is to give viewers, fantasy players, and gamblers a a better shake at what really is the health and not based on coach speak. We don't go by published reports of what the team is saying. We try and interpret, interpret off of video and using our panel's insider knowledge about the NFL and sports to give you an idea. Just like you don't go by what the coaches say or media pundits. You do your analysis because you played in the NFL. We were doctors in the NFL, and we try and give that unique analysis, and hopefully it helps out. And then there are even team six scores. And not only just a team in general, but team offense versus defense or teams run offense versus a team's run defense. So let's say if you have two fantasy players or two uh, DFS players you're trying to decide between, 
besides looking at the running back's health, maybe you need to look at the offensive line's health or the front seven of the defense they're playing against. It's a tool to help people make better decisions is what it is. So wait a minute. Let me make sure I understand this. So that is awesome. Everything about it's awesome. And I understand that because you talked about it on the Even Money podcast. But you guys came – you thought last year Saquon Barkley would be at 40%. So if you're 100%, your six score is 100. You you had Saquon below 50%. You thought he'd get – he was below 50% health? Yeah, he was in the high 40s. I don't remember off the top of my head exactly what it was. It's on my Twitter timeline. And, uh, you know, if you go by ESPN projections, uh, he was projected for nine touchdowns and got two. He's present, projected for 11, 1,200 yards and, and got about half that. Uh, now, admittedly, he also got an ankle injury, but injuries beget injuries. And uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me. You can see it in the Twitter timeline within the last week. And that's an example from last year. And this year, you know, we've downgraded some some guys here and there. And I'm sure we'll uh, we'll talk about it here on this podcast. Well, let's start with Matthew Stafford, because, you know, when I see Sean McVay come out and say it's kind of an awkward thing, it's unique. I, I want to get to the bottom of it. This is not this does not sound good, Dr. Chow. What are you thinking? What does it mean right now on Stafford's elbow? Well, Ross, I have to give you credit. You're among the first on it. You were making a big deal about an injection in or to the elbow on a thro- throwing quarterback. And there's no question when that happens in the offseason and you're shut down the offseason, there's some concern. Uh, you know, it's, you know, and what it is, but as we've put the pieces together now, and initially I will say your concern and your level of concern was correct. Your level of concern was higher than mine. I didn't see it as, as that big of a deal, but certainly it's leaked now into training camp where he's not a hundred percent. So we went back and analyzed whatever video we had, but more importantly, what we did was analyze the exact words, abnormal, unusual injury, more of a baseball injury, rap sheets report of tendonitis. And so what we have concluded at Sports Injury Central, and there's an article up there, SICscore.com, that, yeah, you have to watch out for Matt Stafford, but we're not overly worried about him. His sixth score for the season is a 92 it's very hard to be 100, like 99. It's like a mad rating. 99 is the very highest that you can get. And given his age and given his history of injuries, he's at a 92. And we have not raised that at all based on what we're thinking. We believe it's a medial flexor tendonitis not related to his ulnar collateral ligament. If it were the ulnar collateral ligament, then he would be shut down. Instead of he's still throwing individual period, and uh, early this week he threw seven on sevens. That's not the picture of someone with an ulnar collateral ligament. Uh, You may see him throwing with even a college ball or slightly smaller ball because of the grip. And the tight window throws, the full effort throws, are what causes soreness and or pain, and that's what they're trying to keep him away from. And they're trying to save him really for the for the regular season. But we are not overly worried about it in terms of what's going on. But to go back for, for a second while we're here, I pulled up 2021 
preseason six score for Saquon Barkley was 46. Projected ESPN stats, 1,171 rush yards, nine TDs. He finished 2021 with 593 rush yards, two TDs. Is it exactly 46%? No, but it puts you in the ballpark of where he was going to be. That's interesting that you still have Stafford's number that high. I mean, he got injected. He's missing practice. He's not doing team sessions. But if you have a 92, you're not worried about it at all. Well, I mean, the healthy quarterbacks are 95, 96. So there's a little worry based on age and other things. But I'm not that concerned about it based on the words that they're saying. Now, we do try and look at video. We did not find Matthew Stafford in any sort of a sleeve brace or anything else. We try and go by medical information and try and interpret it. Now, there are times when it's coach speak, right? And you should be much more worried than the coach is letting on. For example, the last four weeks of the season last year, Coach John Harbaugh, and look, it's his job. I'm not trying to call anybody out as, as being dishonest, but coach speak is real. For, for the last four weeks of the season, he kept saying, Lamar Jackson, he looks good this week. It looks like we're hoping he's going to practice and play. We really expect it. That was on Monday in his press conference. And we were saying, no, he's not. And by Friday, he'd be ruled out. So the line went from six or six and a half, six and a half to two and a half on Friday when he gets ruled out. So that's kind of where we try and, and figure out our way through the coach speak. And that's we're really the only site that does independent analysis like this as opposed to re-reporting what media or coaches or teams are saying. And we're not perfect, but we try and give you our best impressions. Let's get to another quarterback uh, because he's available for trade. It's a unique situation. He's still on the roster, but he's not really with the team. Jimmy Garoppolo, I guess I'm just curious, refresh my memory on the injury, but then these other teams are going to want to see him throw somehow, right? I don't know if the Niners video it and send it to him because <laughs> – He's under property of them. It's not like that he can do like a free agent tour or do workouts. I'm assuming they just video him and send it to the teams that might be interested. Well, first of all, no trade is consummated unless the physical is passed, right? And uh, that's that's always the case. And no signing is consummated until the physical is passed. And in terms of Jimmy G, if we go back to last season, as he headed into the playoffs. He had that ulnar collateral ligament injury in his thumb, and we downgraded him considerably on his sixth score. Uh, he did fairly well, especially given that injury in the playoffs. But in the Dallas Cowboys playoff game, late in the first half, he was sacked. And he was, went down on his right elbow, jamming his right shoulder. And we showed right there and then at SICscore.com and on Twitter that we felt that was a rotator cuff contusion, a rotator cuff injury. And the stats in the second half of that game and then going into the next game against Green Bay were remarkable in terms of how poorly Jimmy G did as a result of that. And then we started to feel the shoulder, throwing shoulder, was the bigger deal. It didn't shock us this offseason that he ended up with surgery. And when he ended up with surgery, if you go back and look at all the reports, the 49ers, and 
I love John Lynch to death, San Diego guy. And I think Kyle Shanahan overall is one of the more honest head coaches in the league. Very little coach speak. But it was not realistic to say this surgery is no big deal and he can still be traded. Nobody's going to trade for a quarterback when he just had his throwing shoulder operated on. And we said Baker Mayfield will easily get traded before Jimmy G. Obviously, Jimmy G has still not been traded. It's also not a shock that he passed the physical for the 49ers. Why? A, Jimmy G knows he needs to go elsewhere. B, passing the physical doesn't mean he's practicing. He's still not practicing but it also avoids the $7.5 million injury guarantee. So those are all the things that we factor in based on insider knowledge from having been a former head NFL team physician, how teams think on that side of things. And look, is he ready to go? Maybe, but it's still going to take a physical. But the problem for teams now is unless you're a team that has a scheme that Jimmy G knows I mean, can you really come in in a few weeks of training camp and learn it and know it and be ready to go? Uh, you know, unless you're really in out of the landscape, you probably know better than I do who Jimmy G, what systems Jimmy G has played in and are used to and where were his coaches before and where are they now in terms of what's a fit. It's a more difficult trade at this point in time. Dr. Chow, let's talk David Bakhtiari, the Packers' left tackle. I'm really worried about him. I, I never like when I I, I think I, I'm familiar with at least three procedures now. He tore mm-hmm. the ACL. He had some procedure last year during the season to clean something up. He now just had another one. My uh, my antenna is raised, Doctor Chow. It doesn't sound real good. What Our, what are you guessing is going on there? Uh, our antennas are raised too. We're in alignment on this one. First of all. Um, look, clearly they were talking about, is he going to be ready for the beginning of last year? And he really didn't play. He played late season a little bit, and then they shelved him for the playoffs. He clearly wasn't ready. And they had a lot of left tackle injuries, and they really needed him, yet he didn't play. And I never like it when injuries leak from one season into the next. Well, now he's leaked into another season. And I don't take any solace into what they recently said. The Good news might be, oh, it's not ha- doesn't have anything to do with the ACL. The ACL is fine. Well, what's the bad news? The bad news is likely related to the articular cartilage. So you're talking vet rest and not 100% in long term. I saw some video recently of him working out on the side, and, and that knee, left knee was limping quite a bit. So I don't think he's close to ready. And the worst news for the Packers is not only is David Bakhtiari have a relatively low six score and not ready – Elton Jenkins, who's projected as the starting right tackle, is coming off an ACL and is likely not ready. So you have the book in tackles for Aaron Rodgers, likely not completely healthy. And when we debut the team six scores, we have the team six scores now at Sports Injury Central. But when we debut the field views uh, where we show every position, you'll see that's glaring that the two with the left tackle and right tackle are red on the Packers offensive line and that's a big deal yeah I mean I here, here's a question that you can't answer okay Torres ACL hasn't been able to come back from it do you think they do you think they messed the surgery up Dr. Chow well I don't have any idea that they did or maybe did. that's an unfair way to ask it what could be going on there that he's still not healthy Was there some type of setback or complication? Well, the first thing is not all ACLs are the same. 
Not all left tackles are the same. All, not all quarterbacks are the same. Not all ACLs are the same. ACL is just the main injury. One of the reasons we've been relatively negative on J.K. Dobbins is his, his was an ACL and LCL. One of the reasons Carson Wentz a couple years ago, we were saying he wasn't ready week one and he wasn't, was it was an ACL and an LCL. David Bakhtiari likely is an ACL and there's likely some cartilage damage, meniscus and or articular cartilage damage. That doesn't necessarily mean that the surgery or rehab was botched. It's just the type of injury that it is. It's only reported as the ACL. It's like saying, I got rear-ended in a car accident. Okay, is the frame bent and the axle bent, or is it just a bumper thing? All you know is that you were rear-ended, right? And all you know is an ACL. And right now we're finding that David Bakhtiari's injury from two years ago leaked into last year, and it's now leaking into this training camp and likely season. So the prognosis is not great. And I hope to be wrong. I hope he can turn it around here. But right now, I don't see it, at least not early in the season. Let's talk uh, J.K. Dobbins. You referenced him. I know Rappaport had a report, and J.K. Dobbins didn't like it. What's his sixth score? What are you thinking about J.K. Dobbins' health? J.K. Dobbins is, you know, uh, the, the Ravens are among the unhealthiest teams coming into this season. Uh, their team six score is 80.5. Look, as you come into the season, you should be in the 90s because you want to come into the season healthy or your GM needs to have make it, made some moves to make you healthy. The Ravens not only have running back issues, not only with J.K. Dobbins, but Gus Edwards. They have issues at left tackle with Ronnie Stanley. They have issues with their weak side uh, linebacker. They have issues with Marcus Dupree. Uh, they have issues with their safety. They're at 80.5, and we haven't gotten through training camp injuries yet. They're among the lowest. J.K. Dobbins, yes, it's fair to say, come ask me, this, that, the other, but Look, we reported when he was injured, it was an ACL and LCL, making it multi-ligament in a bigger deal. We reported it this offseason, and Ravens.com actually linked and quoted the Sports Injury Central article at Ravens.com about the ACL and LCL. Uh, the bottom line is, J.K. Dobbins, I've seen recent video, he's doing something right now, but he doesn't look 100%. So our sixth score is still far from the 90s with him. And of course, Gus Edwards is, is you know, there too. Look, we hope to see more videotape where he's moving better and trying to upgrade him. But coming into the season, uh, he's like in the Saquon Barkley range for the year. Give me another skill guy, Dr. Chow. Last one. One, one or two skill guys. Everybody's got their fantasy football drafts coming up. Give me guys that maybe they're playing, maybe they're back from practice, but you still have a low six score for them that people should be aware of. I'll give you, I'll give you two fantasy of drafts. One is don't be fooled by Chris Godwin. Just because he wasn't placed on PUP to start training camp does not mean he's 100%. He had a late season ACL. He got a new contract. There's no reason to put him on PUP. They want him to do individual period. But when you show video of him in individual period, Ross, have you ever seen a skill position wide receiver do anything in life with a big old ACL brace on? That's no. what 
Chris Godwin has on his knee. Like linemen don't like it. Offensive linemen like yourself, you have to wear it in college, but you don't like it in the NFL because it restricts you. Look, if if a DB sees any wide receiver, Chris Godwin, with that big old ACL brace on, they're licking their chops. That's what he has on right now. Even though he's past his physical, you can't expect a lot to the second half of the season. The other one we're waiting to see video on is Michael Thomas. Uh, in the offseason, back in April, we said, look, we don't like the fact that his injury keeps leaking from season to season, and we gave him a six score of 62. And indeed, he did not pass a physical for minicamp. Indeed, he did not pass a physical at the start of the season. He has now passed the physical and, quote, is back and everyone's raving about him. But I want to see video before I raise his six score. I hope to be wrong. I hope his six score is, should be higher than 62 for the season. And I hope he can get very productive this year. But we wrote back in April that when Michael Thomas got hurt in 2019, he was a top three receiver in the league. And we said based on his injury, he's less likely to be a return to be a top three receiver in the league this year than he is to be the third receiver on his own team with Jarvis Landry and Chris Olave. Now, hopefully we're going to elevate that, but I don't see him in the tops. I mean, he had 1,700 yards in 2019. I think he'll be lucky to break 1,000 this year. I hope he does, but maybe we'll see some more video where he's turned the corner finally from his three ankle surgeries. You got to check this man out. I mean, this is such valuable information for fantasy football, for betting, and just to know for your team, you know, going into their game each week. Check them out on social media at ProFootballDoc. And then obviously also go to SixScore.com or follow at SixScore on Twitter. Unbelievably valuable information. Dr. Chow, really appreciate the time as always. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks, and I'd much rather talk about positive news like Matthew Stafford than negative news like, you know, fans, fan bases hate me when I come up with negative. I don't want there to be negative news, but my job is to be honest. And our job I just want the truth. I can handle it. I'm Tom Cruise in A Few Good Men. I can handle the truth. Thanks, Dr. Chow. Thank you. Boy, that information is huge and is going to be amazing all year. We got to get Dr. Chow on somehow on a regular basis just because – that's how you stay ahead of everybody else in every aspect of it. Analysis, fantasy, betting, whatever it is. And how about this? Right now, new customers can get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 at DraftKings Sportsbook. Just make your first bet up to $1,000. And if it doesn't hit, you'll get another shot at a big win. So think about that. Think about, you know, the preseason. Steve Fezzik and I talked on the Even Money podcast that betting on preseason, very beatable, very beatable. He kind of gave you the answers to the test, and now you can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use promo code ROSS, make your first deposit, and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code ROSS only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Ducks Takes. Hey, Ross, good morning. Let's start with the NFL owners unanimously approving Rob Walton as the new owner of the Denver Broncos. $4.65 billion 
is what Rob paid the most ever for a pro sports franchise. That's the good for the Broncos. The good is the guy's net worth is supposedly $62 million. I never really know how they actually know that. I guess it's primarily public company. They know how much stock he has, and they know the value of the stock. So I guess that's how they do it. But who knows about his other private investments and stuff? They don't really know. It's just an estimate. But, Brian, did you see the video I posted yesterday? I did not. Everybody needs to check it out. Twitter, at Ross Tucker NFL. At the press conference, at the owners' meetings, he went out of his way to thank Roger Goodell. And, in fact, wanted to make sure Commissioner Goodell knows <laughs> how much he appreciated everything. Are you kidding me? Now, I don't think it's the biggest deal in the world. And maybe you could argue... Hey, he's got a ton of money, which is great. And he doesn't know that much about football. So he'll hire football people and he'll stay out of the way, which is good. But he doesn't know how to pronounce the guy that's been the commissioner of the NFL for the last 16 years. And anyone that follows football even a little bit knows it's Goodell. Wow. Check out my Twitter. I know a lot of you aren't on Twitter. Just go there. Twitter, Ross Tucker NFL, and just see this video. It would scare the crap out of me if I were a Broncos fan. Tuck's takes. High ankle sprain for Bears wide receiver Nikhil Harry and star linebacker Roquan Smith. Formally requests a trade. He is not happy with the state of the contract negotiations as he is acting as his own agent in Chicago. Right. I didn't know that. That greatly complicates things. It really does. Because, you know, with an agent, they kind of know that, you know, the team is not going to give their best offer until they feel like they have to and, they're going to try to get him to go for something less. But when it is a player, then it gets real personal. It's one of the reasons why players have agents. One of the reasons why people have agents in life. It's just harder to negotiate on behalf of yourself in some situations. And I think that's why they are where they are here. And I think this is a rookie GM who needed to start with a better offer so that you don't disrespect maybe your best player. So, you know, it was smart of Roquan to have that trade request because my guess is now they end up getting a deal done because I don't think Ryan Poles, I, I don't think he wants to lose arguably their best player. I mean, that would be a real bad start for Poles as a GM. So it's actually kind of smart for Roquan Smith to have that trade request. As for Nikhil Harry, you know, I was happy. Anytime a guy gets a fresh start, gets a new chance somewhere else, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of rooting for them. And unfortunately, he's going to be out a while. Ducks takes. Jets right tackle Mekhi Becton hurts his knee again. He is likely out for the season. Um, also, out, well, likely for the start of the season, Ravens, rookie center Tyler Lindebaum and Eagle center Jason Kelsey. 
Right. And I actually didn't get a chance to ask Dr. Chow about these. I actually talked to Dr. Chow, if you couldn't tell, a couple of days ago when he was available. He is a doctor, so it's hard to talk to him. He's on the West Coast. It's hard to talk to him at 7 a.m. Eastern on a Wednesday morning. Makai Becton is gone for the season because he needs to have surgery to retract the patella, which is what he hurt before. So that's not really sounding very good for him for the rest of his career, which is a shame because he did some really impressive, exciting things as a rookie. Really impressive and exciting. That's a major bummer because at this point, it does feel like it's hard to imagine him coming back and and really having a, a the career that we thought he could have. As for Linderbaum, you know, people are saying one to two weeks with this Liz Frank sprain and Dr. Chow, I've seen it because I follow him on Twitter at ProFootballDoc and I read uh, SixScore.com. He said it's very much up in the air for Linderbaum to be back by the opener. It's not good because they're counting on him to be the starting center. He needs these reps. He's a rookie. I don't care how good he was in college. It's a new offense. It's the pros. He needs these reps. Conversely, Jason Kelsey doesn't really need these reps. Jason Kelsey... You know, I'm, I don't think the Eagles would say they're happy about this, but it's fine for them, for him to get this rest. And for Cam Jurgens, their second-round pick, to get a bunch of reps with the ones. It's like Cam Jurgens sort of gets to audition, you know, to be the heir apparent for Kelsey. And Kelsey's played in like 123 straight games. I don't think he's, I don't think he's missing week one. This now gives him, you know, a good month to get that thing back and ready. And my guess is he'll be back and ready. Justin Tucker gets a huge four-year, $24 million contract extension through 2024. $17.5 million of it guaranteed. It makes him the highest-paid kicker in the NFL. And, Russ, wasn't he already the highest-paid kicker in the NFL? He was, and then I think Boswell tied him. Ah. So I think that's why he got the new deal. And actually, it's not it's not through twenty twenty four. I was wrong there, I think, Bri. It's through twenty twenty seven. I think he already had two years left. So now it's twenty four, twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven. That's my fault. In case you didn't know, I tell Bri, you know, the tux takes that I want to discuss. So that's that's my bad. I'll own that one. I'll take that one. But I mean he's worth every penny. You know, he he makes a big difference in the outcome of games. Big difference. He's invaluable. I mean, how many other Ravens make more of a difference in the outcome of games than Justin Tucker? Not, not many. Raiders head coach Josh McDaniel said the team has no desire to trade running back Josh Jacobs. So, quick story. When you go out of your way to use the word desire like that, that's far from saying you won't do it. And when I was in New England, there was a rumor that they were going to, there was a report that they were, that Daniel Graham was on the trade block. Belichick at the end of the, t- at the end of the practice said, we are not trading Daniel Graham. I'm telling all you guys right now, we're not trading Daniel Graham. And then he told the media after practice, we are not trading Daniel Graham. It's not happening. So <clears throat> McDaniels knows that. McDaniels knows if you're definitely not trading the guy, that's what you say. 
He just said they have no desire to trade Josh Jacobs. By the way, what would they really get for Josh Jacobs? I don't know that they would get that much. NFL is reportedly asking the on-field officials this season to focus on illegal contact fouls. You know, I don't think we're going to see a big increase. It's not a point of emphasis as much as it's a point of clarification in terms of how I was literally on a call with Walt Anderson and the NFL officials yesterday as part of the seminar to get ready for Eagles preseason games and the games I do on Westwood one. I'm hoping we don't see an increase in these. It's more just understanding the process for how they want to get these called as much as anything else. So I am hopeful. Basically the process is this. If there's contact, more than five yards down the field, then the official has to look in the backfield. Does the quarterback still have the ball in his hands? And is the quarterback still in the pocket? Both of those satisfactions, both of those conditions have to be satisfied for them to throw the flag for illegal contact. So if he's out of the pocket or he's already throwing the ball, there's no such thing as illegal contact. Duck takes. Bengals get their first ever naming rights deal. Paycor Stadium replaces Paul Brown Stadium, and then there were only two left that have no corporate sponsorships. Lambeau Field, and don't tell me the other one, Brian. Um, give me a hint. Same division. Soldier Field. That's interesting because the Bears are looking for a new stadium because they're not making enough money and yet they don't get the easy 10, 15, 20 million a year like the Bengals finally did. Because they don't own the stadium in Chicago. Oh, that's the problem, right? The city owns it. Got it. Well, then maybe the city should get should sell the naming rights so that the city can upgrade the, the stadium. They might, it sounds like they might move to the suburbs, Bri. It looks like way, yeah. Wow. Uh, you know what? Listen, I know the Bengals didn't want to do it, but Joe Burrow is going to need a boatload of money after this year. And so the Bengals need to figure out a way to have that kind of cash. Duck takes. Washington fires their D-line coach, Sam Mills, third. Always strange when this happens a couple weeks into camp. And in particular to me, very strange because his dad, the late Sam Mills, got into the Hall of Fame on Saturday. So, you know, my head starts spinning by, well, did he miss a practice or two? And Ron Rivera was mad that, you know, did he not get back for Sunday's practice? You know, I don't know what happened there, but I'm curious to learn more. Ducks takes. A couple of transactions in Jacksonville as the Jags cut Kyle Slaughter, Slaughter and signed E.J. Perry. Slaughter. And, yeah, remember they, they, they cut E.J. Perry with NFI, which took away his $230,000 guaranteed because he had a hamstring pull. I'm, I'm happy to see that they're bringing him back. Evidently, that's healed, and they're bringing him back. But I bet you he lost the guarantee. Ducks takes. And finally, a torn Achilles for Browns Pro Bowl returner Jakeem Grant. He is obviously out for the year. 
That hurts, man. That hurts. You know, he's a weapon. Pro Bowl returner, helps with field position. Teams sometimes kick away from him. That hurts. Been a bad, bad start for the Browns. And I think when Peter Harvey issues his ruling on the appeal, it might it might only get worse. Shout outs, by the way. Pizza Boy Brewing might be going there for dinner tonight. Sporticulture, humanheadnyc.com, steakhousesports.com, go-bangles.com, presented by Paycor, Evergreen Economics, and myfrontpagestory.com. If you hadn't been listening or watching Joe Dolan's Tears of Dolan, you need to do that before your fantasy draft. It's an absolute must. Tears of Dolan. Today we're doing tight ends. We already did quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers. And if you want to bet on preseason games or learn how to bet on preseason games, Steve Fezzik was all over it on the Even Money podcast. Other than that, uh, Greg Cosell day tomorrow. Get excited. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.